1903, Elizabeth Maggie Phillips came up with a new game called the Landlord's Game to protest against monopolists Andrew Carnegie and John D. Rockefeller. But it's been credited to Charles Darrow since 1935 when it was sold and called Monopoly. During World War II, Dr. Xian Sheng Wu joined the Manhattan Project alongside two male colleagues and they were able to make an observation that disproved a widely accepted law of nature. Those men were awarded the Nobel Prize for the breakthrough, while Wu was excluded. Will the artist behind the work signed Keen get what she deserves? Find out on Based, Biased, or BS. Hello and welcome to the podcast where two best friends tell one true story. Well, my name is Zach. And mine is Maddie. And this is Based, Biased, or Big Eyes. <laughs> you got I me. I had to. I had to. I know. To. I know. It felt too good coming out. How could you not? Or the BS alliteration. Is what, you know what this is. You know. Yeah. If you're listening to this one, you know. I loved, I love this movie title, first of all, if I can say. <laughs> Just being like, Big Eyes, Big Eyes. Searching big ass movie, big ass. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Oh, I knew you'd love it. True to yeah. its title, honestly, big eyes is all I saw. Really? Big eyes left, big eyes in right. Have you seen big eyes? And by big eyes, I mean the paintings. I don't think that's spoiling anything. I've never seen these paintings I've, aside from this li- movie. Okay. No. Okay. I was Had you? I think so, but I could be wrong. But okay. I felt, felt like I had. Okay. That might also be part of the painting because that's, we'll get into it, but that's kind of the feeling she tries to evoke is a feeling of familiarity that you've already right. seen this before. Right. So um, what are we I mentioned this. About? Yeah, oh. before we get there. Are we there, jumping into things? Yeah, we're too soon, too soon. Back up. Bef- <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Here we are. Okay. I mentioned this in the Halston episode, but I want to mention it also in a main episode in case, I don't know, some people don't listen to the minis. We have a email address now. So now you have a place to complain about all of your complaints. And I would love to hear them. BasedBiasedOrBS at Gmail? Yep. BasedBiasedOrBS at Gmail.com. I prefer complaints over compliments. <laughs> and I prefer the reverse. Uh, yeah, so you can send us whatever there if you'd like. Don't sign us up for any spam, though, or any weird stuff. Yeah, don't make it weird. Yeah, or don't we'll make take it weird, it away. but we love movie recommendations. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you guys want to watch or other way around. I'd love to hear what you guys want us to watch. I went to Top Golf yesterday. <sighs> I'm not a huge <laughs> fan <laughs> of activities that are physical. No, listen. When I say I went to Top Golf, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had an outdoor space of my own with a comfortable couch, mm. L-shaped couch, um, a pick of my clubs. You wave your club over a sensor and a ball pops out. That's pretty fun. Okay. 
then there's different targets that get you different points. And you can also play games like Angry Birds, where you try to knock down all the birds by hitting the golf ball in the direction of where the birds would be. Okay, I love a game. It was really fun. And I will say, I was the one hit wonder. Really? I was getting them in one. That's good. Yeah. Are you are you a secret golfer that I don't okay, know about? I did take lessons once a year, every year, on spring break. Whoa. What? <laughs> Why? Like, There's so my many grandma things made that me. you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because she is, she is, a, okay, listen, both sides of my family, golfers. Oh, Everyone oh, in my yeah. family, like we're big you golfers. You do have that big golf thing every year, don't golf you? Golf outing is what you're yeah. saying. We have a golf outing that you went to. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did go On to On that it. side, other side of the family, other grandma made me take golfing lessons every time I was in California for spring break while I was there, golfing and tennis. So I had one lesson a year and I didn't re- retain much, but over the years, the accumulation... <laughs> Yeah, has built up to where I was the one-hit wonder of the beginner level of Angry Birds at Top Golf. So that was a pretty high sport for me. <laughs> I hit the ball seventy-five miles per hour. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know really who I'm talking to anymore. Have I enticed you? No. You, you would hit it me. harder. No, no, Decker. And the best part, the food. <laughs> Mac and cheese bites. You being so into it has scared. Okay, wait. Everything changes (laughs) with mac and cheese bites. Delicious (laughs) mac and cheese bites with ranch and other dipping sauces. Stop. I'll be there. I'll be there. Sign me up. Thank you. Okay, we have a movie to talk about today. Okay. We've already spoiled it. It's Big Eyes. It's Big Eyes. It's Big Eyes, and it's Decker's favorite title of a movie. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Title-wise, I love it. Big Eyes. Just sounds like I, it just like sounds like something I want to call someone someday. I'm not into name calling, but it would be a fun Hey guys, insult. look over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I've got film facts for you. Give them to me. And spoiler alert, also, yes, I'm still a little bit sick, okay? Sorry but about better. it. Send it to my email. Our Send email. Send it to the email. Complain there. That's where complaints go. <laughs> So, Big Eyes premiered, guess what, on Christmas Day. (gasps) Merry Christmas. In 2014. Okay, I have a confession related to that fact. Yeah, what is it? I might have seen it. Really? On Christmas in 2014. Fashion then, too. No. What? When I go to click on this movie on... No. This streaming service, it says the bar is halfway done and it goes (laughs) one hour, 14 minutes left. Resume watching. So apparently I had started this movie, did not enjoy it and stopped. Oh no, oh no. But I don't remember it at all. So the minute I started watching it, I knew why I had stopped. And it's for one specific man, and we'll get to him. <laughs> okay, I just have to say, I yep. love Amy Adams, and i that's like the main thing I remember. I know you'll probably get to that, but that's the main thing I remember from this movie, not much else. 
I mean, like I okay. kind of remember the paintings, but I couldn't remember much else. That's why I was like, I'm going to research it. And there are some things that probably need trigger warnings. We'll get there. Okay. Yep. Love Amy Adams. She makes this movie. Her eyes are already humongous, so it kind of is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were some other actresses originally cast in the role. Oh. <gasps> but I didn't write them down. Oh, <laughs> I don't know do you, why I didn't. Uh, can I ask you a question you might not have an answer for? Yeah. What's your favorite Amy Adams it's movie? Always, because mine's Ella Enchanted. Well, it's not Ella Enchanted because okay. the movie's just called Enchanted. Well, then it's Enchanted. Ella Enchanted is, is Anne Oh, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I meant Enchanted. Mine is Enchanted as well. She's perfect okay. in that. Yeah perfect like oscar worthy performance i won't lie yeah the switching and the princess and she's also really good in she's in doubt too oh she's the other the young like yeah yeah she contains a multitude of talents (laughs) yes she does so this biographical film about the art world in the 1950s and 60s, was directed by Tim Burton. Oh, duh. I actually did know that. So it's a little bit creepy at some points and just like general spookiness, but low level of that for his movies. Yes. So we've talked about it, but we've got Amy Adams playing our Margaret Keene. Margaret Keene. Yes, a Mm. performance which earned her a Golden Globe the following year. She won? Yep, for Best Actress in a Musical slash Comedy. Okay, I always, could I confess, I hate that it's musical slash comedy. I I think they should be separate categories. Like, you can't put Les Mis in the same category as, like, I don't know. Bridesmaids. Yeah, Bridesmaids. Those can't, those should be separate. It's wild. I think all movie award categories are stupid same with music categories it's wild especially now if we're going to add this to the chat like with the gender spectrum and now like there's awards that are highly binary it's just all made up and stupid but we still i guess we'll mention it on the pod because i guess it's noteworthy (laughs) (laughs) i guess so in addition to Amy Adams, we also have another actor. And the reason oh. I stopped watching this movie the first oh, time. Oh, God. His name his is name. Christoph Waltz. Okay. <laughs> and he's playing Margaret's second husband, Walter Keene. Okay. And he, ugh, his face is so scary. To oh. look at. He, oh. I don't know if they CGI'd it a little bit because his smile is so big and it's one of he smiles so big that it gets to like eerie and like Joker esque. I knew you were gonna say Joker. It's so scary. And I knew when okay, I was so watching you, it. You were too scared, not like it was such a bad performance. It was like, Oh, you're too creepy at this. I can't watch anymore. Yes. And we'll kind of get to it. It's not like he plays it cool. 
at the beginning. And so I was like, ooh, he's just like a creepy man. I don't, I can't watch this man. I didn't know okay. he, the character he was playing Sure, was also creepy. Not to spoil anything, but I watched the whole movie this time. Well, thank God. It's a great performance, but this actor is unsettling. For I me. think that works not to give too much away. And I also think he is perfectly cast in this role because we've got Amy Adams, Big Eyes McGee, and he is Big Smile. And it's scary. And there's, I think it was a thing on purpose. I'll also add another element of the movie that comes in later as like tensions are building. Edited, Amy Adams starts seeing people with big eyes real people in real life in real life yeah got it the the art that we'll get to it's just like huge pupiled eyes she starts seeing it in real life and so i couldn't tell if they had also altered his face to be a little bit big smile that's what made you think the alterations maybe because because i was like they're doing it already on the eyes so maybe but he might also be less creepy in other roles such as or movies no time to die the james bond movie um, this actor, Christoph Waltz, was also in The French Dispatch. J- this is hard to say for me. Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards. So he has okay. a lot of movies. Yeah. The movie Big Eyes had a budget of 10 mil and earned back 29.3 mil. Okay. That's something. It is, yeah. So it did pretty good. And another random little fact that's kind of cool. Lana Del Rey created a song specifically for this movie called Big Eyes. And it was nominated for a Golden Globe. Did you listen to it? It is the credit song. So I listened mm. to a little bit of it, but not much. I hadn't Did really you ever like... heard of it before. Okay, so I was wondering. No. Hmm. So that's what I got, big eyes. Okay, big eyes. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you about a woman named Peggy Doris Hawkins. <laughs> Never heard of her. Well, you have, you liar. <laughs> Peggy Doris Hawkins was born in Nashville, Tennessee on September 15th, 1927. You may be wondering how she went from Peggy to Margaret. Yeah, what? Peggy is derived is derived from Maggie, which is a nickname for Margaret. So she went okay. in reverse order nickname with her name. <laughs> her birth name was Peggy, and then she reverse nicknamed Hawkins. it. Yeah, that's okay. what I could find. Got it. If I'm wrong, family of Peggy Doris Hawkins, you need to correct that online because that's what most places say. So, <laughs> just saying. When Margaret was only two years old, she had a mastoid operation that caused damage to her eardrum and permanent hearing loss. Okay. So, this pushed Margaret to look at people's eyes during conversations to know exactly what they were saying. So, she started drawing kids with large round eyes by the time she was 10. Yep. When she's asked, like, why she does these types of drawings, she kind of gives that little explanation. She had surgery when she was a kid. She was, she says she was deaf for a little while. 
So she, quote, relied on my eyes. Mm. So you're saying it it was still affected her even as an adult? Her hearing? Yeah, a little. Yeah. She had permanent hearing loss. Okay. Obviously, I don't have that, so I can't speak to it. But I feel like I would look at people's lips. Yeah. I guess you can't get emotion from lips. And you get emotion from eyes. And she's not, like, completely deaf. She can still hear them. But she's, like, maybe missing the intention or inflection. So she's looking. Got it. Understood. Margaret began studying art at the Watkins Art Institute in Nashville. And then she winds up at the Trafagan School of Design in New York. Trafagan? Have you heard of that? Never heard of it. I can't tell if I spelled it wrong or if it's just a confusing spelling. (laughs) So it's in New York. Okay. And this is when she's 18. She then marries her first husband, Frank Ulbrich, in 1948. And together they have a daughter named Jane. Did you meet Jane? Oh, yeah. Defos. And she was named Jane. Did you meet Frank? Um, Is that her first husband? Yes. Yes, for like... A little bit. We start. Interesting. We start in 1958. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get there soon. So okay. In we also oh, start in, yeah. with based on true events, the classic. Okay, the classic. So it's 1948 when she marries her first husband, and after she has Jane, she is trying to make money by painting baby cribs and clothes. Yeah. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah, I saw her get a job <laughs> painting in a like baby crib factory. Yeah. And then eventually she moves to painting portraits full time. Okay. The moment was kind of like Tim Burton-y, where it's like zooms out and then there's 20 or so painters all painting the exact same thing on the cribs. Mm. It's kind of eerie and... Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, she got her job doing her little paintings. Okay. All right. Well, that tracks. So she mainly, when she gets to portraits, she mainly captures animals, women, and children and portrays them with her soon-to-be infamous large saucer-like eyes. Mm-hmm. And she was really good at doing quick sketches for people. So yeah. So like passerbys. They were kind of like caricature- mm-hmm. caricatures. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll like sit down for a little thing. She'll sketch them, those big old eyes, out on the street. Okay. All right. I love that. I mean, I don't love that she's out on the street having to do like sketches of portraits, but, you know, she's pursuing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's not very common to see someone post-marriage and giving birth to a child pursuing art at that time. Yeah. I feel like it was very Especially rare. Especially like a single woman. Yeah. Wait, is she, sing- is she single yet? Not single. Oh. Not single. Married. Just kidding. Just kidding. Because she is married when she meets, in 1953, she meets Walter Keene in an outdoor market. Uh, art, sorry. Outdoor art market. Yep. Yep. That's exactly yep. how they meet in the movie. According to Walter's memoir, the following conversation took place between them. Okay. Ready? I am. I love your paintings. Wait, wait. I want to play a part. Oh, you okay? Well, the okay. 
Okay, do you want to be do you want to be Walter or do you want to be Margaret? Well, the voice you just did a little bit of for Margaret I really loved, so I guess I have to be Walter. Okay. Okay. She's from Tennessee, so I'm she has a southern accent. In my world. That's what that's why I'm going to have a soft southern accent. I'm just letting everyone know. Okay. It's Give me just a second. One, that one yeah. line. Yeah, okay. I let you choose. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I have my script, and I am ready. Everyone, please bear in mind this is a cold read. Okay, a cold read. Yeah. All right. You're playing Margaret. I'm playing Margaret Keene. Oh well, not Margaret Keene yet. I'm just Margaret. Not yet. This is when they first meet. Yep. Okay. This is this is like within the year that they first met. Got it. Okay, ready. Yep. I love your paintings. You were the greatest artist I've ever seen. You were also the most handsome. The children in your paintings are so sad. It hurts my eyes to see them. Your perspective and the sadness you portray in the faces of the children make me want to touch them. No. Never touch any of my paintings. <laughs> and, and scene. scene. <laughs> That's the energy what? you gave off? Yeah. He was very like, yeah, I'm so creepy, and I talk really fast, and sometimes I'm a little bit crazy. No. Yeah. Never touch any of my paintings. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary. Like, what is that conversation? That's not real. So she's talking about what? Children in his paintings? Yes. He's oh. in his memoir saying that she's making an observation about the children in his paintings looking so sad because he studied, he saw orphans abroad and those inspired him when he was studying art abroad. Okay. That's what he says. That's what he said. Got it. Yeah. So that's a conversation okay. that for sure 100% totally happened, Jan. Sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how he studied art in Paris, of course. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, totally. Walter, Walter had a daughter of his own from a previous marriage and worked in real estate. Yeah. Both of those things yeah. were jaw droppers for me. Really? Yeah, there's one scene where he, they're just in, I don't know if they live together yet or what, but it's Margaret and her daughter, Jane, and Walter all in the apartment. And then out of nowhere this new little girl comes in and <laughs> she goes, hi dad. Um, I just got in. Where, where can I put my stuff? Or I don't know what she says. And no other daughter had been talked about the entire movie. In the movie, are they moving into Margaret's house or moving into Walter's house? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. I, can't I don't remember. really know. It moves really fast though. Yes, like because the same year that married. they meet, they get she gets divorced in 1955. So not the same year they meet. 1953, they meet for the first time. By 1955, she's divorced and they get remarried. Interesting. Okay. The movie mm -hmm. paints her like fleeing her marriage at the beginning. Her first marriage? Yeah. Okay. Because apparently it was like abusive or something. We didn't really get mm. a lot of that. Well, we are going to get a lot of that when we talk about Walter and Margaret. Mm. So there is some trigger warnings, some abusive marriage aspects coming up. 
Okay. Which shouldn't be too surprising with Walter's personality, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's weird because the movie, he's kind of painted as a good guy for a lot of the time. Mm. But he just gave me the creeps the whole time. But then we, as we learn more about him, it's like, what is going on with this dude? Right. So they get married in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Right. I always was like, okay, interesting choice. Um, and usually marriage can bring about many good things. But unfortunately for Margaret, this marriage was going to involve a lot of taking. Mm-hmm. So Walter saw the potential in Margaret's paintings of the women and children and animals that I had mentioned before and took over selling those paintings for her. Yeah. So the paintings were signed Keen, and as he sold them, Walter also took credit for the paintings. Yep. Did that happen pretty early on in the marriage, or? Um, yeah, I think Did pretty, show- pretty fast in the marriage. There was It was kind of portrayed as one of their first art selling jobs was at this bar. And so all of his and her paintings were on the wall of the bar and he would be manning like the register or whatever, Mm. but it was back like by the bathrooms. All of them were signed keen at the bottom. And it started with people making the assumption like, Oh, I love your painting here. This child looks so sad and scared. And then he would be like, yeah, definitely. I I worked really hard on that one. And so it mm. started like that, but then it didn't stay like that. He, he was like, got just more blatant. forward with it. Yeah. And then we finally, like halfway through, get the scene of her watching him do it in front of her. In one article I found, it, it I'm not 100% sure how accurate this is, but there are quite a few stories about her not not knowing that he was doing it and then once she did realize it, it was her being at the location of wherever he was selling these paintings and someone asking her, oh, do you paint too? Yes. And her realizing like, you don't, okay, he's telling people these are his paintings. Do you paint too? That was definitely a line in the movie. And it had been about two years since it started. So she's kind of feeling a little powerless and trapped and like, well, this is, now people think these are his paintings, so what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. I guess this is what's going to happen. So she does attempt to teach Walter how to paint and <laughs> tries to help him do the big eye style, but he has like zero talent. Zero. And, <laughs> and, and he blames his lack of talent on Margaret's inability to teach. Okay. That sounds exactly like him. He was so, he was, it was red flag after red flag, just like Mm -hmm. gaslighting her and scamming her out of everything. Yeah, totally. (sighs) And he's successful with that because in 1961, Walter donates a painting to the United Nations Children's Fund and it gets him an interview on The Tonight Show with host Jack Parr, who was the second ever host of the show. And this man says it was the greatest painting he had ever seen. Whoa. So now Margaret's paintings were selling for millions of dollars with celebrities like Joan Crawford and Dean Martin owning originals. 
Andy Whoa. Warhol is even credited as saying, quote, I think what Keen has done is just terrific. It has to be good. If it were bad, so many people wouldn't like it. End yep. quote. That quote was actually at the very beginning of the movie before mm. based on a true story. And while, while it is true that Margaret's paintings were popular with the general public, most art critics heavily disagreed. Yeah, yeah. They kind of told that story too. It was very like a fad. And we got a lot of him just at the beginning, before, right before he gets this fame, like you said, just kind of giving away these paintings to big names or like charities or stuff Mm -hmm. just to be seen because her paintings were so evocative that just being seen were like whoa what is that and people wanted to know more about it so he was a really good marketer yeah a lot of a lot lot of of sadness, sadness a lot of tears but yes he was a good salesman very good salesman yeah that's that's not a a lie <laughs> um but in 1964 margaret or should i say Keene, was supposed to have one of her paintings displayed at the world fair but art critic john cannon day was blunt in his opinion he says tomorrow forever as the painting is called contains about 100 children and hence is about 100 times as bad as the average Keene. and Mr. Keene is the painter who enjoys international celebration for grinding out formula pictures of wide-eyed children of such appalling sentimentality that his product has become synonymous among critics with the very definition of tasteless hack work. God damn. The painting never ended up being shown at the World's Fair, much to Margaret's dismay. Yep. This was a a large, large portion of scathing. Wow. <laughs> Can we just we, take a second? Because it was like a huge, huge mural. Yeah. It was it supposed was to like be panoramic. like above the Hall of Education. And there was all these little sad kids on it. This is yeah. where we get Amy Adams. Margaret has her like kind of delusional moments where she starts seeing herself and other people with the big eyes. Oh, yeah kind of they didn't really explain it much but i felt like it was because she was working too hard and like the smells of the paints oh sure well that makes sense they like revealed the painting and then everyone was kind of like is it kind of gross to just have all these sad kids (laughs) looking at us yeah it got that scathing review we saw that critique but i don't think we got all that because that was (laughs) mic drop Tasteless hack work. Tasteless. Ooh. And then they wrapped it back up and sent it back. Right. And now you mentioned the paint fumes. Well, that makes sense because Walter forced Margaret to work on paintings for up to 16 hours a day in their home. Curtains drawn so that no one could see it was her making the paintings, of course. And he would call to check in on her and make sure she didn't leave the house while he was out philandering which means having casual sexual relationships with women about the town abuse she is locked in her home and she continued making paintings because in addition to him being a drunk and being emotionally abusive walter also threatened to end her and her daughter's lives if she spoke out about the paintings being hers yeah he claimed to have ties to the mafia and used his salesmanship skills to keep her trapped 
Yeah. Yeah, he pretty quickly escalated to very scary. Very quickly, mm. as soon as the money got big. Mm. But you made a face when I said millions. Was that a surprising number to you? Her paintings are going for millions. Well, they never really, I guess, told me how much they were going for. So what were you guessing? I don't know, like in the tens of thousands. Millions. That's crazy that they were going for millions. She even had to... She was gaslighting her own daughter, being like, no, remember? Walter paints these big-eyed children. It's mom used to, but then Walter started doing it instead. And so she even is like hiding it from her own daughter in the house. There's a room she can't go in, her painting room. Yeah. It's a scary, dark painting room. Yeah. How do you paint with no light? He threatens her definitely with her life. One specific other threat was, quote, you want heat this winter? Help me out. He's like, I'm going to stop paying your necessities if you don't keep painting for me. Abusive. Abusive. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to 1965, when Margaret divorces Walter. Thank God. And moves herself and Jane to Hawaii. Yes. Many say that her paintings began to have a more hopeful and happy quality to them once she divorced Walter. Oh, cute. Margaret says, quote, these are the paintings of children in paradise. They are what I think the world is going to look like when God's will is done, end quote. And whether or not you're a religious person, this is a mindset Margaret could not even imagine while she was married to Walter. So the fact that she was able to get to this point in her life, I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's good to hear that. We kind of end with her leaving to Hawaii, but it's nice because there's a sad moment of her she does this whole new style of painting while she's still living under his scary control. Oh. And is tries to convince him, like, look, I can start putting out these paintings under my name so that oh. it's not, it, like, it won't give up our thing. I can start painting too, and it'll be this whole new style. Right. It'll be me, and you can still have the big eyes, and I'll do these. Even that he doesn't approve of. So I love that she gets to do what she wants. Wait, now. so you you end with them going to Hawaii? Um, we do end with going to Hawaii, and then we get the trial. Okay. So before we move on from this relationship, I do want to say that I found some things written by Walter's daughter and his nephew. Okay. That both say he could paint. He was a kind man, and that Margaret did not come up with the big eyes painting. Lies, lies, all I hear are lies from you. (laughs) Well, his daughter Susan says she is also an artist and was born learning to speak five languages. What? And she studied art from her father. I don't know. Of Of the two articles I could find defending him, they're both family members of Walter who claim to have seen him paint, but they don't have any proof. So I'm going to believe Margaret. I'm going to believe Margaret too. Now, do you have anything... Or did you see anything that was Walter's paintings that he was selling like before he took the big eyes were also stolen? I didn't find, I couldn't find that on him. 
Okay. There was a I, big the moment. The research I could find on Walter was just like these two relatives being like, they didn't consult us. Okay. He lies so much that I can't even believe like anything from his lineage. I'm like, they're probably liars too. <laughs> right. Um, there's a big moment for Margaret in the movie that kind of seals the deal that he is a bad man when she figures out that she finds in storage like old paintings that he used to do from his time in Paris. Those were the paintings he was selling before he took her big eyes. And she sees on the bottom there's a different painter's signature. Oh. And she goes to one of his paintings, supposedly, that they have hung up in her house and scrapes it and his name comes right off and it's that painter's underneath. So he's been... He was stealing he's been painters stealing. work before mm. and she's just another one and that really set her mm. off because before it was a little bit like well this is our relationship and it's working right. for us we're really wealthy for the time and for being artists so let's just go with it but then she saw no he is just yeah. a thief through and through yeah, I can't, I didn't find anything whether that would either confirm or deny that, but I don't okay. dis, I mean, I believe it. Seems like something he would do. Especially yeah. because in 1970, on a radio broadcast, Margaret Keene confesses to being the real painter behind the Keene Big Eye paintings. Yep. And she challenges Walter to a painting demonstration in San Francisco's Union Square. Really? Mm-hmm. And despite a large crowd forming, Walter doesn't show. Good. He's a coward. Right. It, speaking of cowards, in the mid-1980s, USA Today runs an article where Walter claims that Margaret was lying about Whoa. being the original artist. So okay. she files a defamation suit against him and USA Today. And when it came to court, the judge called for a paint-off. Ugh. When they were in court and the judge finally said, I think the best way to prove this is just a simple paint off. I was so happy. I was like, yes, yes, this is what it should be. There's no yes. easier way to tell who both did it. Yes. Both Walter and Margaret were to create a big eyes picture in under an hour and presented in court, which Margaret did with ease. Yep. Claiming a shoulder injury, Walter was unable to present anything, and Margaret won the $4 million in damages. Well, she would have won if Walter had any money left. Right. He's currently bankrupt. So Walter would continue to claim the paintings were his until the de his death in 2000. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Pants on fire. I've never seen, I've never seen more charcoal pants. Those are burnt, burnt to a crisp, pants on fire. Yeah. Yeah, the paint test says it all. She just sat there and did it, and he was like, ow, my shoulder. Oh, it hurts so bad, I can never paint. Yeah, his nephew claims that, his, that he was like, I was so old then. My shoulder really hurt. I couldn't do it. I was like, my 89-year-old grandmother... Is in a kickboxing class. I think you could paint a picture. <laughs> yeah. And like, weren't you just painting weeks ago? Like before he this trial? He was like trial? 70 at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, yes, older. But like, if you've been painting all your life, 
Yeah, it could have been a sketch. It didn't have to be a whole. You didn't have to get aerobic with it. Just like do yeah. a little wrist movement. Eyes. Liar. I'll say it again. Liar. Right. In 1992, Margaret returned to California, and she opened the Keen Eyes Gallery in San Francisco, not far from the first paint-off that never was. Love. (laughs) And it's still open to this day. (gasps) Yay. It's interesting to me that she kept the name from a Mm -hmm. man that was so scary. Well, think of, I mean, but the paintings since the 60s have been known as Keen. True. If she, that's so true. If she changed her name, it would be like giving him all of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's his, right. Mm hmm. And so she has painted portraits for Jerry Lewis and Tim Burton. Burton? Burton? The director of this movie. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Who would later turn her story into a movie? Exactly. Her art style has also influenced many aspects of pop culture, including being the inspiration for the iconic cartoon. Can you guess? Wait. Iconic on Cartoon Network. On Cartoon, um, what era? Like our era? Yeah. Is it scary? N- no. Oh. I mean, ca- not really. Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Really? Yeah. I just looked and I was like, "Who has big fucking eyes?" Exactly. Powerpuff Girls. It's mm-hmm. their whole face. They do mm-hmm. kind of look like them. Right. I'm so. so- <laughs> I'm so jazzed that I guessed that right. I was going to so say you did too. the Cowardly Dog Show, but yeah, they're very much more Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls. That's exactly. a good picture if you're not going to Google the artwork or look on Instagram at our post. Right. Is like a sad Powerpuff Girl that looks like an orphan. Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them were blonde at first because her daughter was blonde in the movie right. at least. And she always had to sit for modeling. Yeah. Bubbles, also blonde. Um, She has also been commissioned, or she was commissioned to paint Liberace, the children of JFK, and Jennifer Nicholson, fashion designers and daughter of Jack Nicholson. Oh. Got it. When you first started that sentence, I was like, Liberace what? Like, is she painting? Like, what is she? And then I got it. They're paint. <laughs> she's painting the people. Got it. Yeah, the people. Sorry, portraits of them. I should have been more clear. Portraits. I should have put it together. That's what she does. Well, she no, paints that's portraits. Okay. <laughs> well, and in 2018, Margaret Keene received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Los Angeles Art Show. And unfortunately, she died from heart failure in 2022. Mm. Wow. And that's Margaret Keene, the woman behind Big Eyes. Big Eyes. So what do you think, Deck? Well, I think <laughs> going off on a completely unrelated tangent, not totally. Yes. But I, what this made me think this movie at the end was if this happened to this white woman, I cannot imagine how many other art forms have been stolen by women yeah. or by or from women or from people of color. I just can't imagine. Mm-hmm. All of the things that we don't even know are still attributed to the wrong people. I know. I know. I told you it was taking you on a journey and if it depressed you. I'm sorry. I was hoping that because this, this one woman got some form of justice, at least in the eyes of the law. Right. She's the real painter. It does give me like a little bit of hope, but I'm like, at the same time, she didn't get the money. Exactly. She spent it all. Exactly. So That's like the all issue. the work she, all the literal 
hours and hours and hours of being she locked, was in, locked a in a room yeah while he went to all the parties and like got all the yep. fame and took all the magazine pictures yep mm-hmm. that creepy creepy smile so base bias or bs this one's a little bit on the border for me yeah between based and biased right um i'm gonna go with based though i am gonna go with based the only big like difference is that they kind of painted her as divorced i'm a single woman i'm desperate for a man when she met walter but now i understand that's a little there was a little layover or crossover i guess right but everything else seemed pretty pretty spot on from what you were telling me yeah and margaret i saw some interviews where she was like yeah it was hard for me to watch to like relive that time of my life which i'm like yeah that would be hard to relive that time of your life are you kidding me where you had to live in secret margaret is in the movie she is she is i sent you a picture after i watched the movie and i said you'll want this picture all i saw was amy adams all you did see was Amy Adams, but sitting in the background on a park bench behind Amy Adams <laughs> is the real Margaret Key. No. Yeah. She doesn't oh. she doesn't have any lines, but she's in that scene and then at the end she like has a moment of like her smiling at the camera or whatever. And it was like, This is the I real Margaret that. Key. Yeah, because it came out before she passed, obviously. Yeah. She also a lot of articles mentioned it, so I'll just mention it because I think she would want to. She was a Jehovah's Witness, and she found mm. a lot of peace through her religion as well. Yeah, I just wanted to add that in there. She also was remarried after Walter Keene, um, oh, to another yeah. man, and had some had that had children of his own. So she's also a step grandma to like I think eight kids. Wow. Yeah. She seemed like she would be the perfect grandma. Yeah. And, like, her gallery is still open. If we're ever in San Francisco, Decker, we have, I think, I think I we have to, to go, go to the West Coast together. San Francisco's on my list. We can yeah, go and I've see, like, the Milk Castro Street camera store. Yeah. 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 That would be awesome. That would be awesome. If any listeners live out there, let us know and we can, we'll come visit you if you want us to or not. <laughs> So if you tell us we're taking that as an invitation. Exactly. You say, I live there. I say, plane is booked. Plane is booked. Exactly. <laughs> car car reserved. Car reserved. Scooter plane booked. on the way. <laughs> you know those electric scooters? Yeah. I get scared of them because sometimes they zoom past me on the sidewalk. with, And I didn't know that was about to happen. Like if you would have taken, if you would have like been clumsy and like fallen to the side, they would have smoked you. Yeah, like one <laughs> one false swoop to the left or the right, and I'm no. taken out. You'll have to do this podcast by yourself. R.I.P. Oh taken out by an electric scooter. Oh, please no. <laughs> well, we're going to post some oh. pictures of Margaret's art. It's Margaret's Absolutely. art, no matter what it's Margaret's Walter has said. No matter what was signed. Yeah. And side-by-sides of the actors in the movie in real life. Yep. On our Instagram, at BaseBiasRBS. Yeah, I'm going to have to hunt for some older pictures of Margaret. I'm curious. I always, you know I love when it's a pretty famous actor playing a title character. I love seeing how accurate we actually are or how much we're going based off of 
talent. Tell me before we go, what yeah. were your thoughts on her act? You said she won the Golden Globe. Oh, she was amazing in this. Amy movie. Adams, she was great. Amazing. I saw something. I came across something that was like she wasn't as good in this as usual, and I was like, <gasps> No, wrong. She was amazing. Okay. There was a lot of. You could tell she was acting with her eyes purposefully for this movie, and I loved it. Yes. How could and you not? It's called Big Eyes. Exactly. And there was a lot of her struggling with how good she was as an artist and like accepting mm. that. It was the 50s. One quote at the very beginning of the movie says, The 50s were marvelous if you were a man. Mm, mm, ain't it true? Yeah. And that's like the whole message of the movie is like if margaret what if margaret was a man this would have been way different she would have been as famous as andy warhol or whoever yeah if i were the man 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 as taylor swift once said Um, yeah well guess what as taylor swift once didn't say (laughs) i have a movie for you to watch next week okay what is it (laughs) um our limited series is on hiatus for a little bit yeah so you won't mm-hmm. see us on tuesday but on friday you will see us and maddie will have watched the i don't know what year movie <laughs> the young victoria the young victoria yes ma'am okay not the young victorian nope her name victoria the young victoria okay i've never heard of it never heard of her Ooh. I've never watched um, it, but you're gonna got nothing. you're gonna love it. I'm just telling you, you're gonna. Is it real people or cartoon? It's real people this time, and real people specifically named allegedly Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yes. Huge fan. I know. So we'll see you next week for okay. that and a little possibly royalty. <gasps> love it. <laughs> Okay, goodbye. Okay, I'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Not to say you're intro depressed me but it did depress me